Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Exurgat Deus disipentur de nemici eius, et fugiancio deruntium aface eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. Oh, I had another episode planned, and it was supposed to drop, and now I'm delaying it so I can do this episode, because this episode is just too delicious to pass up. From the Atlantic, headline, How the Rosary Became an Extremist Symbol. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangelae, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opra isidium. Imperatili Deus suplegas de precamur, tuque princeps militae caelestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos que ad peditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum letrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum, miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, Ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus. Ave Maria Purissima, immagolato conceptio est. O Maria concepta sine peccato, ora pro nobis, qui a te confugimus. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. This article is just too delicious. From the Atlantic, how the rosary became an extremist symbol. I'm just going to read this to you, and I'm probably going to make some wiseacre remarks along the way. So, I'm going to blend a little bit. You can actually find this on theatlantic.com. I found it, just kind of, you know, one last quick zip through Twitter, and here we are. (laughs) And I had to get up and do this one. This one is just glorious. From the article by Daniel Paniton. The AR-15 is a sacred object among Christian nationalists. Now, radical traditional Catholics are bringing a sacrament of their own to the movement. (laughs) Canadians, you got to do something about this. Somebody just walk up and throw, I don't know, um, a, a cream pie in his face or something. I don't know. Banana, ooh, a banana, you know, the banana cream pies like what they use on Bozo the Clown Show? That'd be perfect. Anyway. (laughs) Just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical traditional, or rad-trad, Catholics. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into a conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. These armed radical traditionalists have taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned it into something dangerously literal. Now, 2,000 years of history, 100 years since like the main prominence, because Our Lady of Fatima really hammered on, on praying the rosary. But all the way back as far as St. Dominic, 
The rosary was used as a hammer for heretics. So, well, anyway, yeah. Anyhow, let me get in the article because the, the trepidation and fear, the utter outrage that this guy manages to throw out is just... <sighs> Blessed Mother, I've never seen something so glorious on the Feast of the Assumption. Their social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms, warriors in prayer, Deus Vults, God Wills It Crusader memes, and exhortations for men to rise up and become church militants. Influencers on platforms such as Instagram share posts referencing, quote, everyday carry and, quote, gat check, gat, of course, being slang for firearm, that include soldiers, battle beads, handguns, and assault rifles. One artist posts illustrations of his favorite Catholic saints, clergy, and influencers toting AR-15-style rifles labeled Sanctum Rosarium alongside violently homophobic screeds that are celebrated by social media accounts with thousands of followers. I wish I had thousands of followers. Not real. I mean, I kind of do, just so I could tell these people to go pound sand, because then I would show up on their radar. But in all honesty, I could do without all that attention. The theologian and historian Massimo Fagioli, which, by the way, um, Dr. Anthony Stein and a few others in the, in the quote, rad trad community, refer to Massimo Fagioli as Max Beans, because that is actually, his name is Maximus Beans. Anyway, because that's what a Fagioli is. <clears throat> has described a network of conservative Catholic bloggers and commentary organizations as a, quote, Catholic cyber militia, close quote, that actively campaigns against LGBTQ acceptance in the church. These rad-trad rosary-as-weapon memes represent a social media diffusion of such messaging, and they work to integrate ultra-conservative Catholicism with other aspects of online far-right culture. Now, I've told you, that if you're quote-unquote far-right and you're not Catholic, then you're not quote-unquote far-right. Because the only way to be far-right is to actually be in line with the truth. So this is actually kind of cute because I'm, I can't tell you how much I love this. This is my favorite news article of the week. Anyway, continuing. The phenomenon might be tempting to dismiss as mere trolling or merchandising, and ironical provocations based on traditionalist Catholic symbols do exist, but the far right's constellation of violent, racist, and, homotho and homophobic online milieus are well documented for providing a pathway to radicalization and real world terrorist attacks. <laughs> Oh, I love this. This is not delicious. I hope this is delicious. I hope this is as delicious for you as it has been for me just reading this. The rosary in these hands is anything but holy. But for millions of believers, the beads which provide an aide memoir for a sequence of devotional prayers are a widely recognized symbol of Catholicism and a source of strength. And many take genuine sustenance from Catholic theology's concept of the church militant and the tradition of regarding the rosary as a weapon against Satan. As Pope Francis said in a 2020 address, quote, There is no path to holiness without spiritual combat, close quote. And Francis is only one of many church officials who have endorsed the idea of the rosary as an armament in that fight. <laughs> in mainstream Catholicism, the rosary as a weapon is not intrinsically harmful interpretation of the sacramental, and this symbolism has a long history. In the 30s and 40s, oh, good Lord, they went back to the, they went all the way back to the 1930s and the 1940s. They never, never mind the fact that this weapon has been in Catholic hands since the 12th century. Goodness gracious me, they just... Oh my goodness, if it happened before the 20th century, they just don't believe it exists. Anyway, <laughs> in the 1930s and 40s, the ultramontane Catholic student publication, Genus Etudiant Catholique, regularly used the concept to rally the faithful. But the modern radical traditionalist Catholic movement, which generally rejects Second Vatican Council's reforms, <laughs> oh... What an interesting misunderstanding that is. Huh. 
is far outside the majority opinion of, in the Roman Catholic Church in America. Many prominent American Catholic bishops advocate for gun control. And after the Uvalde school shooting, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, lamented the way some Americans, quote, sacralize death's instruments, close quote. <laughs> oh, dear family, aren't you used to being outnumbered? It's not the majority opinion in the church. Well, I mean, you know, neither was Catholicism under Arius. Weird, a little. Anyway. That's why it's important to know your history. Anyway, mili militia culture, a fetishism of Western civilization, and masculinist anxieties have become mainstays of the far right in the United States, and rad-trad Catholics have now taken up residence in this company. Their social media accounts commonly promote accelerationalist and survivalist content, along with combat medical and tactical training, as well as memes depicting balaclava-clad gunmen that draw on the terror wave or war corps aesthetic that is popular in far-right circles. Really? We do balaclavas? I don't remember ever doing balaclavas. If you've got some, some like, rad-trad Catholic memory that's got balaclavas in it, do tell me, like, send that to me. Caleb at RadioFreeCatholic.com. I'd like to see some of this stuff. Because, admittedly, like a lot of this stuff, I look and I go, yeah, no, we've been talking about survivalist, survivalism. I know, like, Eric Kajewski has been a front-runner on that one. There have been some others. Everybody's talking, you know, uh, Fred Simon on Twitter. You know, uh, the, the Catholic land movement. I mean, yeah, there's, like... My most the most entertaining thing about this is is that I'm not taking any moment. You notice I'm not really dissuading like like I'm not f kicking. Oh, that's not true, and that's not true, and that's not true. I'm mostly entertained that they're coming at us like all of this is a bad thing. That's the thing that's most entertaining to me, because being a rugged person, being a durable person, being somebody who can endure hardship and suffer. You know, in many cases, the many injustices that, that Catholics are prone to suffer throughout history. As if that were somehow wrong. Being resistant to the modernist weakness that is pervasive across the West, but, it, you know, also very pervasive in the United States, that somehow this is a bad thing that you're resistant to these things. That you don't want your kids queered. Like, you want to throw these? You want to throw these invectives at me? I will wear them gladly. But much of the quote-unquote far right is not right at all. You're only right if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, if you take up your cross and follow Christ. If you don't disrespect the Blessed Mother, then you're far right. Because you're actually for truth, which is as far right as you can go. <clears throat> anyway, like such networks, radical traditional Catholics sustain their own cottage industry of goods and services that reinforces the radicalization. <laughs> Rosaries are common among the merchandise on offer, some made of cartridge casings complete with gunmetal finished crucifixes. One Catholic online store, which describes itself as, quote, dedicated to offering battle-ready products and manuals to stand firm against the tactics of the devil, a New Testament reference, sells replicas of rosaries issued to American soldiers during the First World War as combat rosaries. By the way, that's ruggedrosaries.com. They're not paying for this, but I'll go ahead and give them the free, the free hat tip because I have had several rosaries. I have, actually, uh, one, of, one of the versions of the World War I battle beads. I own a set of those now, and I have two other sets from them. I order from them constantly, especially every time one of mine breaks. Because as battle-tested as they are, the uh, the World War One battle beads, 
are actually breakaway made from breakaway chain. Literally called breakaway chain. They're designed to break so that you don't get choked to death by them. Anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, rosed, ruggedrosaries.com. There's a couple of other places that do them. Um, the U.S. Grace Force with uh, Father, uh, Father Heilman, they offer the same thing. It's also a World War I battle beads. I don't know which one they're talking about, but I'm assuming... I'm assuming it's the latter, because I know Rugged Rosaries doesn't doesn't distribute theirs in an ammo can. <clears throat> but I also know that they did like there's a bunch of companies that will actually send this out with the concealed carry permit for the rosary, which is of course obviously a nod to the weapon to the to the weapon concept of the rosary. In 2016, the Pontifical Swiss Guard accepted a donation of combat rosaries during a ceremony at the Vatican. Their commander described the gift as the most powerful weapon that exists on the market, which it is. <laughs> the militarism also glorifies a warrior mentality and notions of manliness and male strength. This conflation of the masculine and the military is rooted in the wider anxieties about the Catholic manhood. An idea that is in crisis. Oh, and the idea that it is in crisis has some currency among senior church figures and lay organizations. In 2015, Bishop Thomas Olmsted of Phoenix issued an apostolic exhortation calling for a renewal of traditional conceptions of Catholic masculinity titled Into the Breach, which led the Knights of Columbus, an influential fraternal order, to produce a video series promoting Olmsted's ideas. But among radical traditional Catholic men, such, such concerns take an extremist turn rooted in fantasies of violently defending one's families and church from marauders. <laughs> the rosary as weapon also gives rad-trad Catholic men both a distinctive signifier within Christian nationalism and a sort of membership pass to the movement. As the sociologists Andrew Whitehead and Samuel Perry note in Taking America Back for God, Christian Nationalism in the United States, Catholics used to be regarded as enemies by Christian nationalists, and anti-Catholic nativism runs deep in American history. Today, Catholics are a growing contingent of Christian nationalism. Helping unite these former rivals is a quasi-theological doctrine of what Perry and another sociolo sociologist, Philip S. Gorsky, have called, quote, righteous violence against political enemies regarded as demonic or satanic, be they secularists, progressive, or Jew. The hostility towards liberalism and secularism inherent in traditional Catholic, uh, excuse me, in traditionalist Catholicism is also pronounced within Christian national circles. No longer stigmatized by evangelical nationalists, Catholic imagery now blends freely with stateful alt-right memes that romanticize ancient Rome or idealize the traditional patriarchal family. Oh goodness, it idealizes the traditional patriarchal family. Oh, the humanity. Some doctrinal differences and divisions remain. Many radical traditional Catholic men maintain the hardline position that other form of, forms of Christianity are heretical. Well, duh, they are. They're heretical and or apostatic. Take your choice between the two, but they're one or the other. And hold that Catholics alone adhere to the one true church. That's the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. It's in the creed. And any Christian who doesn't proclaim the creed isn't a Christian. So, pfft. you know, do you see how I'm not actually rejecting any of this? Everything he's saying is basically true. He's just a wuss cakes. That's all that is. <laughs> ah. <clears throat> so far, we're everything true. I think there might be something different here. Um, and hold that Catholics alone adhere to the one true church. Christian national... Okay, there wouldn't be any Christianity if there wasn't Catholics, and everybody who claims to be Christian broke from the Catholic church. What does that tell you? It tells me 
that the Catholic Church, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, is the tree, and at best, all of these denominations are branches. At best. At worst, they're rejections. Meh. They're the fruit that fell from the tree and went rotten. Anyway, Christian nationalism's nativism and its predilection for great replacement theory alienate some radical traditional Catholics who are, who are not white or who were not born in the United States. I would love to know what radical traditional Catholic who's not white Is it, oh, wait, no, no, no. I know some non-traditional modernist Catholics who are basically apostates. I know they feel alienated by the, by the strong traditional Catholic bent. Because they're like, oh, but these are the people. You're Catholic now, boss. Supposedly Catholic now. You can forgive your brethren or you can go to hell. I mean, that is in the Our Father, like, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. I don't know the recipe, boss, I'm just saying. Like, you can either forgive the past and move on and remain Catholic or not. It's up to you. But we all know where not remaining Catholic ends up. Just saying. <clears throat> anyway. Ah. <sighs> Christian nationalism's nativism and its predilection for the Great Replacement Theory alienate some radical traditional Catholics who are not white or were not born in the United States. <clears throat> I don't know any of them. If you're a rad trad and you're not white and you're alienated by the Great Replacement Theory, I mean, I know some people who talk. I do know some. There are some who talk about it. And most of us don't. Like the Great Replacement Theory, yeah, there's, you know, some local community. I got it. Like, it's out there. But, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> and deep veins of anti-Catholicism persist among far-right Protestants. Yes, this is true. And I've got no patience for them either. You could be America all you want, but if you're not Catholic, then... We're only going so far. And you're either going to accept the faith or reject the faith. And if you're a Protestant and you reject the faith, cool, whatever. You're going to the same dark place as everybody who rejects Christ. Just saying. <clears throat> now, God willing, he'll give you the grace to conversion. But if he doesn't, you want me to be mad about it? I don't care. I'm Catholic by the grace of God. And it is by his God, by his grace alone, that I'm Catholic. You don't want to accept that grace? He's offering it. That's up to you. Not my concern. Yet the convergence within Christian nationalism is cemented in common causes, such as hostility toward abortion rights advocates. That's actually read hostility towards child murderers. That's hostility towards baby killers. The pro-choice, excuse me, the baby-killing protests that followed the leaked early draft of the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs v. Jackson, which overturned Roe v. Wade, led to a profusion of social media posts on the far right fantasizing about killing activists. Such as forums responded, such and such forums responded to Pride Month this year with extremist, homophobic, and transphobic quote groomer discourse. Really. You groom kids, and then you're like, oh my god, you can't call us groomers. Bro, that's exactly what you are. You're grooming kids. We're just, you know, it's just facts, man. And facts don't care about your degenerate feelings. To loosely quote someone else who's probably going to hell if he doesn't convert, convert to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Rad Trad Networks 
are also involved in organizing rosary-branded events that involve weapons training. <laughs> I really got to find one of those events. I'd love to go. I could probably actually do some of the teaching there, too. For both of them, come to think about it. Holy cow. Weird a little. <laughs> Catholics are taught to love and forgive their enemies and that to do otherwise is a sin. But the extremist understanding of spiritual warfare overrides that command. Catholics are called to charity, you know, willing the good of the other, and to forgive their enemies, which is also true. But it's, but we're not taught to enable you. But the extremist understanding of spiritual warfare overrides that command to do battle with Satan, whose influence in the world is, according to Catholic demonology, real and menacing, is to deploy violence for deliverance and redemption. The, quote, battle beads culture of spiritual warfare permits the radical traditional Catholics literally to demonize their political opponents and regard the use of armed force against them as sanctified. You come after my kids, I will repel you by whatever means are necessary. So if that means, well, you know what that means. You can come after my family, I will repel your advances by any means necessary. Which, by the way, in my household, includes exercised rock salt in shotgun shells. I will not kill you, but we're definitely going to exercise those demons! <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father... Actually, I honestly hope most of y'all realize that is a joke. <laughs> I hate guns. But you will catch... You will catch an axe with a Benedictine medal emblazoned in the side of it. <clears throat> That's not a joke. I've posted pictures to Twitter about uh, with it before. I do have a throwing axe with a Benedictine medal emblazoned on it. <clears throat> Although now that I think about it, exercised salt, exercised rock salt in shotgun shells, that's a good way to go too. In retrospect, I might actually do that. <clears throat> anyway, the sacramental rosary isn't just a spiritual weapon, but one that comes with physical ammunition. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Daniel Paniton is a writer based in Toronto, Canada. This is a Canadian dude who wants to paint people who some Catholic men with rosaries as extremists. Dear family, you listen to this podcast. I'm sure many of you would regard like if with an honest assessment, the category that they use for extremism, honest assessment, we are those extremists. We are. How many times on this podcast have I said, we give no quarter to demons? No quarter. That is not a moderate position. The things I take in moderation, tobacco, alcohol, food, these things I take in moderation. My faith, I don't. The one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I don't. The rosary, I don't. The blessed mother, I don't. I am not interested in viewing the blessed Virgin Mary with moderation. I am not interested in viewing the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with moderation. These are not my interests. My interest is to be as close to the cross as I can manage to physically and spiritually bring myself. Because that is the gateway to salvation. These people want to do their evil deeds. There are a lot of things I'm just going to go ahead and let roll by. They want to throw me in prison for being Catholic? Cool, go right ahead. You want to incarcerate me, beat me, martyr me for being Catholic? Go right ahead. You want to come after my family? You better pack a lunch. You want to come after my community? You'd better pack a lunch. You want to come after my parish? You better pack a lunch. Because it's going to be a long day. And depending on how you roll about do, and how you go about doing that, you servants of Moloch, you servants of Beelzebub and Baal, you servants of the devil, depending on how you do that is going to affect the tactics that I use. Because I might come armed with just holy water. And I might come armed with simply exercised salt. And I might come armed merely with sacramentals. But depending on the form of your attack in this day and age, I might, I might also just come armed. Because I am a monster. I'm a bloody, murdering savage. I was trained that way, courtesy of the United States government. I was allowed to practice my trade for the better part of 20 years, courtesy of the United States government and the U.S. taxpayer. And when the United States government declared, in a very clear voice, that it was now the enemy of its own people, well crap. When they became the enemy of the same people that I swore to defend, they became my enemy. When I realized the lie that I was serving, and that it was in fact possible for me to serve the truth, those liars became my enemy. And depending on the tactics that they choose to bring to my doorstep, 
will determine my response. But this week, in particular, has shown that they're going to do things that require more, more effort, more physical effort than prayer. Not more spiritual effort. To be honest, prayer requires so much more physical, uh, so much more spiritual effort because it takes. Oh, it takes power to be still. It takes trust to get on your knees. I've been a warfighter for so long, I recognize where true strength is. And it would be far easier for me to bury an axe blade in the forehead of some errant IRS agent than it will be for me to pray a Hail Mary for the salvation of their soul. And I know full well that I'll be required to do both before this is over. I know it. I know eventually this is going to come to a head and I'm going to go charging off into the distance like some Don Quixote. I know it. Mostly because I know I'm that stupid. These people are playing with fire. You want to turn traditional Catholics into violent extremists? You better read your history. Or, more accurately, you better read our history. Because we're gearing up for just such a thing. We've been watching this slowly come to pass and slowly move into place like a replay of the circumstances that required the, the, the rising up of the army of the Vendée. The army of the Vendée. The rising up of the Cristeros in the Cristero War. Meaning bullets and soldiers and bloodshed. Not too long ago, either. A mere 100 years ago. Traditional Catholics, American traditional Catholics, understand the Papal Zouaves, the Cristeros, the Vendée. We understand that eventually this is actually going to be a thing, but with a difference, with a key difference, because you morons, you communist, globalist, satanic psychopaths were never stupid enough to try and pull this in a country that has a codified right for armed self-defense. Oh, you want to try and push and be like, oh, I, you guys are gun nuts and this, that, and the other. <laughs> Please. You people don't know what you're signing up for. You're signing up for battle with the most outrageous Catholics in the history of the world. Because we're Catholics tainted with the Americanist sense of rebellion. We're Catholics with an understanding that when in the course of human events, crap just hits the fan too far, we are expected to fight. We have an American tradition of pushing back against tyranny. Now, that pushing back against tyranny could conceivably be a lie. It's not outside the realm of possibility that our entire American mythos is nothing but a line of crap. The problem is, is that we have the American mythos with Catholic history. The Battle of Belgrade, the Battle of Lepanto, Santiago Matamoros, the Vendée, the Cristeros.
The American Catholic has the potential to be the, the American traditional Catholic, the rad trad like this guy's lamenting about, has the capacity to be the most devastating force against evil and modernism in the history of the world because all of their other little stuff, oh, they were able to push to a certain point. They were able to push to a certain degree. But you have in the 21st century, in 2022, you want to start this fight with American traditional Catholics and you're going to find that when the Pope this time says, okay, you should lay down your arms, not a one of us is going to listen to him because this Pope has rejected his moral authority. This Pope doesn't even want to be called Pope. There's no Pius IX, Leo XIII, who's going to get duped, who's going to manage to get duped by the Curia from across the ocean and send instructions to Catholics in this country where that's actually going to work. That crap's not going to work this time around. The Pope can come out and overtly condemn the actions that should American traditional Catholics rise up like the army of the Vendée or rise up like the Cristeros. This Pope can come out and be like, you need to lay down your weapons. And we're going to be like, go pound sand, your pacha hefferness. Why don't you go, why don't you go do another smudging ceremony with some Native American demon? Because this Pope has surrendered his moral authority. He surrendered his teaching authority. You think that the likes of Cardinal Supich are going to be able to come out and condemn an uprising of American Cristeros? You think that's going to hold water? Mr. I'm going to suppress the Institute of Christ the King? Come on. You're out of your mind. This time around, when you manage to push us that far, you're going to reap a whirlwind that you never thought was possible because you're so used to Catholics being, you know, mealy mouth, milk toast, limp wristed, lispy. Most of us are going to go into self defense mode. Most of us are not going to go out to fight. But eventually, someone will stand up. Eventually, there will be a leader to the army, like there was with the Cristeros, like there was with the Vendée. Eventually, someone is going to stand up. And once they get moving, you could kill that leader, and it's not going to stop. And that's where the difference is going to be, because you can assassinate him, you can incarcerate him, and it's not going to stop. Because the other really nifty thing about America is we don't stop until you break. You think you're going to send a 21st century army of God to flight? You might send us underground for a bit. I mean, you've got your satellites and your F-15s and your nuclear weapons that you clearly already threatened us with. But you're not going to be able to hold the land. And you think your army of purple-haired, nose-pierced, limp-wristed, 300-pound orcas that you're trying to put in the military that are trans are going to manage to stand up against an army of, even a small army of rosary-wielding Catholic badasses? Ain't gonna happen, Captain. When you push us to that point, if you manage to push us to that point, the difference is, in America, sic semper tyrannis. When you take that same spirit and you weave it in to the Catholic spirit, you bring back the fighting spirit of everyone from Don, Don Juan of Austria 
to the conquistadors, to the Cristeros, to the Vendée, to the Zouaves, to St. John Capistrano. The same fighting spirit of St. Bishop Nicholas of Mira. The same conviction of St. Boniface against the Odinists. The same fighting spirit of St. Louis IX, that same holiness, that same fierceness, and the vision of Isabella, of Queen Isabella Catolica. Y'all don't know what y'all are getting into. Our Catholic women would set your forces to flight. Of course, we know that because of how uncomfortable all of your forces get when our women don veils. This guy is truly terrified of the traditional Catholic movement. He's truly terrified that, that an army of prayer warriors might be the ones to really begin to tip the scales. And they can call us extremists and violent extremists all they want. But the fact of the matter is, is that traditional Catholicism is also the foundation of the just war theory. And we're not people who just go, we're not, we're not Muslim extremists that go out and scream God is great and then blow ourselves up. We're not them. Our form of extremism comes, comes with the face of a 13-year-old boy who has the soles cut off of his feet and is forced to walk to his own grave pit. Our source of extremism is that same 13-year-old boy just, just prior to being shot to death, shouting out, Viva Cristo Rey! Our form of extremism comes in the form of a convent of nuns walking calmly, peacefully, singing songs of praise to the guillotine one by one. You think we're scary now? Push us to that point and watch the devil go to flight. Because our form of extremism is holiness. And don't get me wrong, we've got some grifters. Some names have been thrown out actually recently that I'm a little bit more concerned about. We've got some grifters on our side and they'll fold. Now I'm not overly worried about it. If it turns out that the likes of Taylor Marshall or Mike from Restoring the Faith or Dr. Anthony Stein or Caleb the Mechanic fold under that level of pressure, I'm not worried about it because eventually there'll be some Catholic who doesn't. Eventually one of us won't. For all I know, and this is truth, I'm moderately confident in my ability to resist these people, but for all I know, they'll manage to pull on the one thing that makes me fold. And if I fold, as devastating as that will be for obviously for my own salvation, it's not going to shake my confidence in the fact that while I may fold, while supposed social media influencers may fold that there won't eventually be someone who doesn't that there won't eventually be someone who doesn't stand up and shout out in the last moment viva cristo rey and it could be brother martin navarro it could be i mean who knows it could, it could be michael voris and I know in the super trad in, 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 in our community, eh, we're not so sure about that one. But it could be Michael Voris, or it could be Timothy Gordon, 
It could be Matt Frad or any of the or any of them. It might also be, you know, some chick who we all thought was Susan from the Paris Count Parish Council. You never really know who it is who's going to be the one that excels with that moment of supernatural grace where they make the forces of evil cower in fear because their resolve was just that strong. I'm moderately confident in my own ability, but I'm also well aware that you cannot have spent as much of, my, as, as much of one's life as a monster as I have and not have that nagging doubt that maybe there's that one thing that they pull on that makes me fold like a deck of cards. It's possibly out there. But even if I fold, someone won't. Someone more deserving of having their name written in the book of life won't. And when that man shows up or that woman shows up, oh lordy, you think we were extreme now. Just wait. You're afraid of the rosary now? Just wait. Think, <laughs> you think you're going to intimidate me by saying a rosary is a symbol of extremism? Oh, I want to cuss so bad because the appropriate response is actually just profane. <laughs> Please. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's a much better episode than the one I had originally recorded. I'll probably still publish the other one. If you made it this far, ad-free, good on you. If not, Consider going ad-free. There's a link in the description that says plus.acast.com. Click that link and feed the raccoons and you can get an ad-free version of the show. That's as elite with the content as I go. It's not like I get a huge amount of ad revenue. It's that I don't know how to turn off the ads. I really wish I did. Because they got really, really bonkers this last June. But in the meantime, if you've got the extra dollar... Feed the raccoons, and let's see if we can't put in, you know, the best way to get rid of those ads is, you know, to provide the money that they were going to raise anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, you can also consider uh, supporting the podcast, the other link in the description. One-time donation, if you feel so inclined. I'm not going to push the issue. Like, you know, I do have a day job. That's where I derive my income. But if you do feel so inclined, you do want to you do want to provide a little you know a little bit of spending cash or whatever, buy a cup of coffee or whatever. I don't even know how they have the whole thing rated. I just know the link is also in the description of all of these episodes. <clears throat> what might be a better idea though is maybe chipping in to some of these other people who do actually have a good legit grift, where they're actually doing something. You know, Remnant TV. Or the Remnant newspaper, you know, subscribing to the Remnant newspaper, or you know, Mike over at Restoring the Faith, or um, the Oblates of Saint Augustine, Eric over at Trad Cat Night, because this is because you know, podcasting is his day job, <clears throat> you know, or so or somebody else. Make sure that you're contributing to some of these Catholic contributors. Most of us are trying to do everything that we can. We're trying to do the best we can with what we got. If you're listening to this one, I don't know why, chose to listen to a mechanic, and a, ra a rather ornery one at that, but good on you. I appreciate that you're here. Pray for me. Because as I was going through this rant, it did occur to me. I don't know for sure if in that day I can stand. But by the grace of God, and with your prayers, I probably can. And there's nothing I wouldn't like more than to shove a blade right in the mouth of some of these demons. 
I think that's mostly because I am a medieval weapons enthusiast. And I may actually go out, I don't know, actually thinking about it, I might actually go out and get the shotgun just so I can have the holy rock salt rounds. <laughs> anyway, who knows? <clears throat> I don't know if I'm there yet. But pray for us, all of us who are in Catholic social media. Those of us on Catholic Twitter, on SP3RN, on YouTube, Spotify, wherever. Pray for us. We're trying to do the best we can. And I know a lot of us are going to kind of shy back and be like, oh, but we're not really violent extremists. Let me just... Let me just knock that out of the park. If I'm violent, it's because I was trained by the United States. And if I'm extreme, it's because I'm Catholic by the grace of God. That's it. End of story. You want to call me a violent extremist, you can call me a violent extremist. If it scares you that I keep my rosary in the same place that I would keep a sword on my belt well that's fine if it scares you that I use prayer as a weapon in the fight against evil that's fine but I know that's not what they're worried about what they're actually worried about is the fact that I use physical violence in the fight against evil men. It's really what they're scared of. And whether it's the Taliban, or Al-Qaeda, or modernists, evil is evil. And by the grace of God, he made me Catholic. So I have a slightly more strict rules set of rules of engagement. But we have saints like King Olaf or Blessed Ukon who are warriors. We have saints like King Louis who are crusaders. We have priests who led in combat, like St. John of Capistrano. We have martyrs who fought wars, like the Cristeros and the Vendée. Not all of us were contemplative, not throughout history. And maybe that's what they're afraid of. Because they could be tempting fate with someone who is just as good at pulling a trigger as he is at making the sign of the cross. Maybe that's what they're scared of. Anyway, let me get off here because now I feel like I'm babbling. Pray for the church. Pray that, you know dude in a white cassock actually starts acting like the Pope. That'd be kind of nice. Pray that those traitors and miters maybe reconsider their treason. Pray that more bishops suddenly find a little bit more spine like, like Bishop Tobin. Pray that the Catholic commentators and social media the podcasters and the bloggers and etc. Pray that we do uphold the faith when we're taught when we speak, when we pronounce. And pray for this nation. Is this fitting to get real? This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.